with men as with horses. Control their mouth and you are the master of all their actions. A text verse found in the book of James, chapter 3, and verse 3. While we're turning there, uh, the J is sort of like her dad in the way she speaks up when she ought to be quiet. But uh, I love her and she loves her mother and she loves me. But this thought, she's, when we were arranging things, Jay looked at us and she said, isn't it amazing that we didn't have one disagreement? <laughs> you know, and she, I was chasing to say something and she said, don't. But uh, it is uh, death or weddings are two things that very easy to get upset because I want this and I want that. But uh, anyway, James chapter 3 and verse 3 said, Behold, we put bits in the horses' mouths that they may obey us and we turn about their whole body. I preached on this subject many times, taught on it many times, but uh, if we learn to control our speech, know when it's right to speak up and when it's right not to speak up, I'll admit I haven't mastered that. But if we master what we say, when we say, and how we say it, we certainly can uh, have a better life among the family and among people at work. But the bit is a very small instrument, yet with it a rider is able to control uh, the horse. And the uh, Apostle Paul said in James chapter 3 and verse 5, you know, even so the tongue is a little member and boast of great things, behold how great a matter of light fires kindle, a little fire, you know, kindles. And that was what God laid on my heart last night because uh, all way through the service from the time the her body was picked up till uh, we buried her. There wasn't a disagreement among nobody that I knew of, you know, and that's uh, that's very odd because, uh, uh, and I think it's important in marriage. It's important in business meetings. It's important wherever we go, you know, and. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. You know, 
God tells us here, and uh, I'll be be all right when I'm all right. But I made the bulletins, and I didn't uh, uh, didn't bring them, and left my Bible, and so I had to use this Bible that I'm really not used to, but. Uh, God said in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24, God said, uh, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that he may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible crown. Life is a matter of winning and losing. I know a lot of people don't like that analogy, but you know, if we uh, have a child that graduates from uh, college and they are, you know, masters and things, and they're doing good, you know, we say that person followed the instructions, not necessarily that of their parents, but of some school teacher or somebody that had an you know, influence. So uh, my whole thing, if we can control what we say, when we say it, and how we say it, uh, and that takes a great effort. It takes a great effort. But uh, I want to... As especially notice the word in this portion of Scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 9, 24 through 27, is the word temptation, keep under my body, and bring it into subjection. Now, I, I didn't see that as clearly until recently. But uh, we are to control our own body. And if we're going to control our body spiritually or, you know, or financially or physically, whatever we're going to use our body for, it's our responsibility. And uh, so many people pointing their fingers at somebody else. But... uh, I think that uh, now what I'm going through and what a lot of other people have gone through, uh, you know, you've got to deal with the Social Security, you've got to deal with the banks, you've got to deal with all this, and all of them ask the same old stupid question. You know, it isn't stupid, but after you answer it all of this time, you know, and... Uh, and when you're dealing with those things, it's benefit for you to be very careful what you say and how you say it, you know. But, uh, and we have the same thing in our church or in our family, you know. And I really have, have to, bro, because I'm the type of person that if you ask me a question, I tell you what I think. And sometimes people are not ready to hear what I think or what you think. But uh, so 
that takes a connection with you and the Lord and yourself, you know. You may accept the truth in anything, you may, but not everybody that you talk to has, you know. But uh, we must stop and ask ourselves, what kind of words process is out of my mouth? Do they aid in uh, pushing ahead in our race, or do they uh, pull as further behind? And that certainly is important with witnessing, you know. But uh, a friend is a friend through thick and thin, through when things are their favor and not their favor, you know, that uh, she had a friend in Alabama that she met down there and, uh, you know, so... I knew that Dora wanted me to call her and tell her that she had passed, and she did. And, you know, and she cried a few minutes, but she said, you know, I've never met nobody like her. And really, you know, I appreciate that compliment, but I've never met nobody like Mike. I've never met nobody like my sister, like Sister Henrietta. Because God made us individuals, you know, and we all, uh, and we need to uh, realize that. And she was much better at that than me, you know, because, uh, well, he had just blessed us. But our words have tremendous power. You know, I, I don't think we are conscious sometimes how powerful our words are, and if we use them properly, they're even they're even more powerful. And uh, but God tells us here in the book of Proverbs, you know, one of my favorite uh, books. And but here in Proverbs chapter eighteen, God said this. Proverbs eighteen twenty one, uh, you know. When we look at this verse, we see that uh, God said, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. We control our life. If you study Proverbs on that subject, uh, our lives can be blessed or, or hurt us by not only what we say, but how we say it. And, you know, and you will find out that if, if you get a job in public, you can't always say what you want to say the way you want to say it, you know, if you want your job. And, and I believe that the scriptures do emphasize the watchfulness and constant observance over this small member, you know. Let us examine a few, and I'm, I wrote these down. Psalms 39, verse 1. The psalmist said here, I will take heed to my ways that I sin not with my tongue. 
I will keep my mouth with the bridle. And, uh, you know, I've always practiced, you know, if somebody asks me a question, I owe the truth to them. But sometimes that person is not ready for the truth. Not that they, uh, you know, don't uh, believe the truth or appreciate the truth, but we're not... uh, they're not just ready for it, and I think that's what we need uh, to see in a time of sorrow and in a time of, of, of course, it's just everything. We need that what we say need to be saturated with love and caring, and uh, and that's what he's saying, you know, here in Psalms 18, verse uh, 21, I think I quoted to y'all, verse 11, but it's verse uh, 21 when God says, Surely he shall not feel quietness in his belly. We shall not save of that which he desire. Then in verse 21, uh, there's, Shall none of his meat be left, therefore shall no man look for his good. And uh, we could go into a lot other deeper things, but uh, when you do a, a commentary or a concordance on this verse and look up every word here in uh, especially Proverbs 18.21, you will see that uh, the king had a lot to say about our tongue. You know, then still... In, in the book of, uh, of Psalms again. and I mean, there's just a number of scriptures that we can look at. But uh, when uh, God blesses us and go back, and since we're in the book of Psalms, uh, you know, go back to verse chapter 17, I, I believe I didn't write this one down, but I believe that's the one I want. Uh, in the uh, Psalms, the 17th chapter. Pages are so thin in this Bible that you almost impossible for me to turn one at a time. So I don't know if anybody else has have a problem or, or not. But here in uh, Psalm 17 and verse 3, uh, you know, God said, said this. Thou hast proven mine heart. Thou hast visited me in the night. Thou hast cried me and shall find nothing. I am purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. And what the psalmist was speaking out, you can see me in the night, you can see me, in the, you can see me wherever, but I'm not going to, my tongue will not be used for the wrong purpose. And, uh, you know, and, 
anybody that has gone to a funeral or of an awake or whatever or somebody get killed in a wreck instantaneously, you know, I've never found the right words, you know. But, uh, and that's, that's what God is telling us, you know, that we don't have to say something all, all time. And that was happened when Brother Bill passed away and I went to the funeral, you know, and I told Mary, I said, I don't have the words. You know, I just don't, you know, and you don't have to say something, the fact that how you were, were there or how you take up for somebody or whatever, you know, we need to use our tongues for praise and honor and glory. And, and still in, in the book of Psalms, let's turn over to Psalms uh, 34. Psalms 34 and verse 13, the psalmist said, Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. If you study the life of Christ, they said there was no guile in his mouth. Of course not. He's, he's God. But, you know, uh, we got to control our thinking and and I change and you change a hundred percent. Just like I change control if a bad thought comes to my mind, but I'm gonna be a challenge whether I entertain that thought. So, you know, that's uh, we need to understand that, and especially in, in when we're dealing with our kids, when we're dealing with our family. You know. Uh, it is, such, it is such a blessing uh, to me. That's why I read the books of Proverbs every day. It's, it's, it's such a book of wisdom. And when we realize that uh, we are blessed, you know, if nothing else, by just reading that book. And speaking of Proverbs, our next text we want to use is Proverbs 13 and verse 3. Proverbs 13, 3. Notice, he that keepeth his tongue keepeth his life, but he that open wide his lips shall have destruction. You know, he that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life. Because what we say has as much impact as what we do. You know, a lot of friendships are broken. You know, a lot of lifelong is when we do not stop and think, you know, what we're saying. In the same book, Proverbs 21, Proverbs 21st chapter, you notice here in verse 23, I mean, you know, nobody can say it any better than the, uh, he did. Whosoever keepeth his mouth and his tongue keepeth his soul from trouble. You know, uh, 
That is so simple. But what what God is saying, you know, here, put some thought when we're dealing. I'm, I'm not talking about we can't cut up and have fun and, uh, you know, but when it when it comes to certain times, dealing with certain situations, we ought to realize, try to realize that uh, a lot of people don't know about God's Word what we know. And if we put them down in our language or the words of our language, we lose opportunity to ever be able to tell them right. I mean, I, I believe that's one of the many things that Psalms at uh, Proverbs 21, 23 is saying when he said, Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue, keepeth his soul. I mean, you know, when I read that verse, every time I read it, you know, when I come to that 23rd chapter and, I, and you know, 22nd and 21st, all right in there deals with that same point that we need to realize that not everybody been blessed to know what you know, having came from the same family that is a loving family. I mean, there's just so many things that I believe that uh, would help our church and would also help our individual families. I mean, you know, I don't care if you get six or seven or 25, you're planning a wedding, you're planning a party, you're planning a funeral. Usually there's somebody that's upset about something, you know. But, uh, and uh, we need to realize that. First of all, realize not everybody has been blessed the way independent Baptist churches have, if it's a true church that, have been taught all these things and are been in a funeral where their pastor preached it or been in a wedding where the pastor teaches it. I mean, it's just a difference. And, and you know, and we need to learn. I think uh, the, best, the best teacher uh, for children is our actions, you know, how we, how we handle things. We just need to realize that. In the Deuteronomy, the 25th chapter, and by the way, I know I'm rambling, which I knew I would, but I thought Brother Ward preached one of the best sermons on salvation. Matter of fact, you know, I told him, I said, you know, I hope you take it the right way. That sermon was the best sermon I ever heard you preach. It was to the point. It was clear. And that's what all preaching ought to be. But, you know, we don't all uh, do that. But in Deuteronomy 25 and verse uh, 4, you know, God said, Thou shall not muzzle the ox when he treads out the corn. Now, most uh, preachers will use that when they're talking about 
support your pastor, but or support the church, and it certainly fits. But uh, I think that one of the things that we are to, uh, as I did with Brother Ward, and and I and I told my family, I said, you know, I was pleased that if y'all had any difference, it never came out. You know, it uh, they had one one thing. You know, that uh, Dora had told them years years ago in my hearing, you know, if I go first, I want I want my husband to be in full control of that funeral. And, uh, you know, so whether she was in a state or whatever or whatever, I think you honor those things. You know, I think you honor those things to be there. Because, uh, and, and I've thought that and I made my note of that. The bad thing about funerals that sometimes when you go up to the coffin you wonder who's who is that? You know, I mean it's just facts and and I made it I made it clear, you know, whether it's just part of the sermon or not, I guess it's now, but I told I said I I don't want nobody to see that body until I see that body. Don't want my kids to see that body till I see that body. Because uh, I think to view somebody you love and they don't even, not even close, you know. Uh, and people say, well, it's just a body. No. Uh, you know, I mean, I realize that body is, is not in there. But uh, I told I told Tom Wire, I, I said, you know, we made some last-minute changes, but everything was exactly the way I instructed, and Kim agreed, and Jay agreed, and of course Anthony wasn't, wasn't there. He came to the funeral later, but, but you know, we need to realize that uh, if someone makes a request and you tell that person you're going to honor that, you got a responsibility to honor that. You know, I mean, that's just the way I feel about anything, you know. And uh, so, uh, as Deuteronomy 25, uh, 4, you know, said, you know, thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out the corn, but examples of speech of restraint or control you know, therefore, when the psalmist said, I will keep my mouth and bridle it, he was talking about curbing his speech, not speaking everything that comes in mind. We may have the right, but when we are speaking of something that the average person would not understand, we ought to choose our words. That can be done under under pressure or any, but it's it's hard. But we can do that. Uh, the uh, God tells us here, and you know, and he goes on in Proverbs, Deuteronomy twenty-five, verse five. 
If brethren dwell together and one of them die and have no child, the wife of the dead shall not marry without, uh, without unto a stranger. Her husband, uh, brother, shall go in unto her and take her to him as his, his wife. And you read that and you say, well, that doesn't apply to our day and time. These were laws given to the certain group of people but uh, you know when I when I look at the shape of marriages across this nation uh, you know I wonder maybe if we follow the Old Testament on some of these things we'd, we'd be better I'm not sure but uh, and uh, but I'll when we look at that and also turn back to Proverbs 21 Proverbs 21 Proverbs 21, verse 23. God says here, you know, Proverbs 21st chapter and the 23rd verse. His body shall not remain all night upon the tree, but thou shalt in any wise bear him that day, for he that is hanged is a curse of God, that thy land be not defiled with the Lord, and God giveth thee an inheritance. And there's a two-page, two-hour study on that verse of the burial of the Old Testament saints and what they went through and what they symbolized. And uh, that gets me to, to my last uh, point. And uh, it makes no difference what I feel or what you feel if your loved one dies or, you know, you ought to honor to the best of your ability, what that person wants, you know, and, and and there's times when you don't have that opportunity, but but I mean, you know, I just uh, think that we we show how much respect we have for an individual, how much love we have for an individual when we come to and you know I've been in funeral homes where the majority of 21 down came in short shorts and you know tanks that is showing disrespect no respect for the dead and I'll be the first to say I preach it I believe it my wife was not in that coffin but I think that the people did a great job with what they had to work with in their sickness, and I was simply pleased. But if if you know that whoever is in that casket is a very modest person, you know, 
I think we show respect for that individual in how we act in that funeral home. And uh, I know that y'all know, and I won't say because somebody hear it on on tape, and I'll get four, five, six calls, and and uh, you know probably for the next few weeks I don't take calls, but uh, you know, uh, you I mean. When you even come to a funeral, dress like you know that person would not dress, you know, and maybe nobody in this building agrees, but I think that shows disrespect for what you know that person wanted. And, uh, you know, it's so a good question to ask ourselves. Which direction is our tongue taking us? Is it directing our lives down the road to success or failure, blessing or cursing, health or sickness, life or death, peace or confusion? You know, there's a lot of confusion and turmoil after a lot of funerals. But when that last breath leaves that person, you can't redo anything. It's, life starts with new definitions. So it's a good question to ask ourselves, which direction is our tongue taking us? Not only in death, but in life, period. So it is our tongue. It is our choice. Let's remember that. You'll never go wrong, you know, when you follow your heart if you're a child of the king. You know, I believe that. But it's, it's the last opportunity that you have to see that person. And my goal, and I hope it's your goal, is that when your time or your loved one time comes, that you work one-on-one with that mortician to let him know exactly what you want. And sometimes that can't happen, but sometimes it can. You know, sometimes it can. So anyway, as uh, I went over some of this stuff in my mind and have and... uh, way everything was handled, what everybody said, uh, you know, or didn't say. But uh, I won't say this on the tape, but I'll say it across, off the tape. I'm surprised by one thing. And uh, after Scott turned off the tape and just finished, I'll, I'll make that statement. 